Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Careerland. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Adriana Magnifico. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. And we are in season five. It's hard to believe five seasons. We're in our 52nd episode. Hard to believe. And so we have a lot of people to thank. Those eight or nine viewers who tune in every episode. We can't do this without you. And hopefully we've gained maybe a 10th or 11th in the last couple of weeks. We're just so excited. We broadcast from the Louis Riel Arts and Tech Center, the broadcast media studio. And that's where we're at right now with all this fancy equipment. We have fancy equipment now. We have a fancy team now. We have producers now. And we are the beneficiaries of all the students who participate in this program and are looking to this program to build their skills, to find out who they are, to find out where where their best interests and passions lie. And you can't do it in a better place than the broadcast media program at the Arts and Technology Center. This is the home of 13 programs of which the broadcast media program is one, but it's a great place for students in high school and post-secondary to come and figure out where's my best fit, what works for me, and what am I good at? That's what the world's about, you guys. What am I good at, and who cares about what I'm good at? You gotta make that connection, and that's what we try to do in the podcast. So we invite incredible people to the podcast, and I'm lucky and fortunate to work with two co-hosts who are really, really intelligent, really smart. And they are going to graduate from the broadcast media program this year. We're going to leave. And venture into the world. Oh, no. Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) I won't be dropping banana peels for you to step on on your way out. I'll just be super sad when you leave. And so we have CJ, and they identify as they, them. So CJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I slept for like 10 hours. All you do is sleep. This is a frightening thing. Actually, is this no. Gen Z? Is this the Gen Z mantra? No, but 10 Where shall I sleep good. now? How long shall I sleep? Come I on. mean, most most of it, yeah. But I actually don't get a lot of sleep. Like, I, I work better on like five hours of sleep. And than... you're a hard worker. I see you in this program. I, I think you're a star in this program. I really do. I think you're super organized. And of course, There's it is me. Andre Boisjoli, mm-hmm. the happy wood. The, is that what it means? <laughs> the happy wood. It, it translates translates directly to happy wood. Yes, that is correct. He's the happy wood. Isn't yeah. that a, that's a great name. Yeah. And I'm Magnifico. You're Magnifico. I'm Magnifico. <laughs> so my name translates as, uh, well, I don't know oh. to tell you. My Go last name is just Magnific. Soup. So. Yeah. And she's, yeah, they are. Campbell. CJ Campbell. Which is Soupy. Anyone who was Campbell in my day was called Soupy. You know that, right? <laughs> and I coached a lot of baseball. We had Campbells. We always called him Soupy. Come on, Soupy, get a hit. I had someone in like grade five actually bring me Campbell's soup one of the days. <laughs> really? So like, were you embarrassed? Did you hit them or something? No. Or you, I, I you, took it home. You took the soup. I like that. You, hey, <laughs> I, I have a question for both of you. We have elections coming up. We do. Elections mayoral. all over the world. What do you care about the elections? Well, in Winnipeg right in now. Winnipeg. I was going to talk about the Quebec election. You want to talk about, here's a guy. <laughs> Why Jolie, the French guy, wants to talk about the Quebec elections? What about St. Boniface? St. Boniface? About, what about I don't Winnipeg? Live there. What I live about in, Winnipeg? I live in the middle of, well, I live in what about Manitoba? I care election. about the provincial elections. Though mayoral, I must say, in Winnipeg, I don't really follow it. I know a few candidates, key names like Glenn Murray. Of course. And more names. I just know, I just know, I know that name. And it's not that I, I I'm for him or anything. It's just I just saw I just saw him at the he was at the St. Norbert Farmers Market the other day. He's doing uh, I guess 
He's doing his shtick. Doing his shtick. So you see his them and then they're handing out t-shirts and uh, yeah. What, what, was he holding babies and things like that? I think he was. And dogs. Yeah. Kissing yeah. the babies. <laughs> and basil. <laughs> Bunches of basil and babies. Yeah. yeah. Was he holding them? And just and the babies. Go, oh. And yeah. The beautiful smell of oh, rosemary yeah. and basil. And oh yeah. Sounds like a terrifying experience. <laughs> so what? <laughs> But anyways, all that to say is that uh, you I don't, don't care. You don't care I don't, about the I election. I don't really care about the Winnipeg elections. What's like, going to happen to the world if our youth doesn't care about elections? No, but but Mr. Magnifico, I, it's not that I don't care about elections in general. It's just when it comes to Winnipeg, eh. When it comes to provincial or federal, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's a fair argument because like Winnipeg elections can only do so much, but provincial, that's that's a big responsibility. A Winnipeg election taxes you to no true. end. What are you yeah. guys thinking? <laughs> Just don't live there. I don't I don't pay taxes okay. though. You so. live there though. At the end of this podcast at the end of this podcast, we are gonna have a serious talk about the importance of you knowing what's going on in a mm. mayoral election. Okay? Okay. It's important. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, but that's where I guess we don't do a lot of civics training in schools we, mm, not we, really we do a little history course here and there we do a little in grade nine we do a little bit but i'm not sure grade nine really tells you nothing about taxes and like paying them and how to do it well not in my course taxes i just know you know what you're going to pay them no matter what yeah my essentials math we learned how to do taxes we're cre uh, cards credit cards debit cards really yeah wow how to save up for your retirement savings we, learned. we did all that really last year yeah jeez oh, I guess budgeting. I'm just being left out here. Poor, poor <laughs> CJ. It's just, they will be living on a corner somewhere looking for handouts. That's what's going to happen to you. As long as I got understand. a pet pig, I'm fine with that. A pet pig. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after a while, that pet pig may look good on a barbecue. So you got to be very careful. <laughs> very careful about making a good living so the pet pig can live. That's true. With the excellent comfort and care That's my motivation. of a pet. Make a living mm -hmm. for the pet pig, not for me. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know what, you two? We have a stunner of a program today. <laughs> it's a stunner. And I, it just keep, I can't find words for these programs. They're amazing because we're going to hear this story from a student from Nelson McIntyre Collegiate from 2012. And that is, I guess you'd call that, I'll, I'll ask him, but I think... You'd be a millennial, right? I guess you'd be a millennial. Millennials have different perspectives than you guys. You're Gen Z. Mm -hmm. And of course, I have the definitive perspective because I'm kind of a baby boomer. I yeah. know it all. And, and I, you know, and okay. I, I keep the information. I'm the keeper of the information. And I'll dispense and share with you as needed. But I'd like to introduce our special guest today, Ryan Kostanek from Nelson Hi. Collegiate. How are you, sir? Uh, yeah. I'm. From where? I'm from, I hail he, from many he's, spots. He's what from, do you want? Work, high school? He's from Nelson Mac. 2012, yeah. but now he's working at Stantec. He's an electrical engineer. This is one of the smartest guys I've ever known. I only know Ryan, I'll be honest with you, because he is friends with my son. And, uh, my, and, and he's in the engineering life and world, and that's a different world as I learn through my son. So, Ryan, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, this is awesome. I want to thank you guys for having me because I've just been smiling ear to ear well, hearing you, you guys talk. Wow, well, that's the first this. person who's thanked us for having us. I know. Them. And, <laughs> appreciate our conversation. And, and we've only had about, what, 45 minutes of technical difficulties? This yeah. is nah, that's fine. You are a kind, you're a kind, sir. I'm too kind. You're patient. Patient. To be honest, it's it's completely fine. As, as I was telling you during, you know, uh, in my line of work, it's constant. And, uh, you know, I'm not paying you guys, so you don't have to worry 
about blowing it in front of a client. Well, well, I'm just thinking you've been waiting for about at least a half hour with us. And All good. As I was saying, there's people at the door saying, Ryan, we need a decision on this. We got to get it done. <laughs> no, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Priority. Stan Tech will have to wait right this moment. That's a beautiful thing. We appreciate we, that. We actually do have, um, I should have got one. There's little signs that say like, sorry, I'm in a meeting and you put it on your desk. And that's your excuse to not talk to anyone. You know yeah. what? I, I, I'd be wearing that in a shirt. I'm going to get that in a shirt on the front and the back so Ooh. people don't even have to think about it. Yeah. No, you should, I might even you put, put it on it, the shoulders. You should put it on the front and then just in really small font on the back, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's a Gen Z thing, right? It says, don't talk to me because I want to be in a phone. I'd rather be in a phone. That's Okay, I'm pulling that out. Anyway, <laughs> these guys have phone problems, Ryan. I don't know. Do you have a phone problem? Uh, phone problem? I, my girlfriend would tell, tell you I have a phone problem for sure. I think everyone but, um, does. You know. It's just, you just have to control it. Well, now that I can watch, you know, my son showed me, because I'm an idiot, but uh, <laughs> my son showed me how to get TSN and sports Ooh, yeah. Yeah. on my phone. So it's I can watch best. Habs game, Montreal Canadian fan, or Jets games on my phone, or Blue Jay games on my phone. Do you so not that's watch it on TV? Me. Well, sometimes you're not around your TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I'm at a really important meeting in Louisville School Division, mm -hmm. I can just put the little <laughs> it up, put it on, just mute it and just watch and, and be smiling throughout the meeting. So people are like, wow, is that guy ever engaged? Is that a beautiful thing? So, Magnifico, what do you think about this? Oh, sorry, they just scored. Give me one second. <laughs> just give me that. That's right. Anyway, Ryan, so when you were in high school, sure. I remember you in high school and you're a governor general winner. So I want you to give oh. me a, ooh, ooh. I am. I am. That means you won the governor general. Um, at Nelson McIntyre, when you were in high school, what was running through your brain about career pathing, about, about, geez, what should I do, about what, what can the path look like? What, give us a little snapshot of that. Yeah, I mean, I had a bit of a unique um, uh, process there. I mean, the reality is, you know, the idea of engineering was kind of planted in my head um, young because my, my father's an engineering tech in um, – ventilation and um always had an aptitude for math and science but also didn't mind the you know writing and public speaking and anything like that so you know it kind of very quickly i had decided in grade 10 that 10-ish that that's what i was gonna pursue grade um, 10 yeah that's but pretty early. that's pretty early on I'd it is and it and to be honest like i think back on it and you know it's i kind of got lucky like I picked one and it was like, all right, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I, it was good that I ended up having an aptitude for it and, uh, being, you know, enjoying it at the end of the day. Did you ever have, um, like any doubts thinking, oh, maybe this isn't the right career path. Maybe I should do something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, there'll be times in school, work, whenever, where you're just, trying to trudge through some task that you know you're not necessarily passionate about and um but I yeah, mean, it's you, impossible not to have that thought but you kept going anyways right mm. well that, yeah i so mean where, that, where does that motivation come from yeah i mean that motivations so you already touched on it actually um uh mr magnifico or anno as i call you um you, you call know, me adriano <laughs> okay but sorry yeah, actually i like mr magnifico Okay, like Mr. Alec, my son Alec calls me your eminence. So you can also, <laughs> yeah, you can choose which way you'd like to go on there. Well, your son's 
got the the gift of gab as we know um i don't know where he got you know, that i have no idea where he got that it, yeah i mean i'm i'm lucky to be friends with his son which is effectively just a younger mr magnifico so um, i only imagine no i mean the motivation He's very handsome was, very handsome boy he's a handsome boy <laughs> The, the motivation for that's simple. I mean, you touched on saying like, you know, what are you, what are you good at? And, um, I kind of look at it as there's kind of four things you want to put together in a career. It's, it's, you know, what are you good at? What are you passionate about to a certain degree? And then, you know, what are your values and then what's the market and that's it. So there was never a point where it seemed like I would fail at it. So then I'm just kind of saying, all right, well, you know, we'll get through this. We'll get through this next step, this next course, this next project, this, and then in work, it's, you know, this next deadline, this next checkpoint. And here we are, you know, you start building your skills and you start building confidence and that's, uh, that's harder to stop than it is, um, than the feelings of not wanting to do it overcome. Yeah. It, you know? it is it fair to say that as you get good at something, it becomes like a snowball, like you're building yeah. like a steamroller, right? When you just start getting better at this, your confidence goes up. When you were in high school, did you see students who were just weren't thinking like you were? They were just hoping something would happen to them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like I said, it, I kind of got lucky that I, I call it not luck, but truly, like I took a, a path and stuck with it without ever really knowing if it was truly for me. Um, and then, so then you have students and, and as Mr. Magnifico knows, you know, I, I try to go to career fairs with the school division and that and talk, talk to you guys, you know, about it. Um, the hardest thing is just that first step of what am I good at? And, you know, is there a market for that? But I think I think the real piece that if you can't, if you can't get that down, then you're just going to, you're going to be, you're going to be struggling, but everybody knows, you know, a few things they like and a few things they're good at. And then you can start to think, well, why do I like those things? Why do I excel at those things? You know, and then, and try to fit that into a real life situation. Well, I wanted to but play, you, I wanted yeah. to play with Guy Lafleur on a hockey line though. That never worked out for me. Like I don't, so it doesn't always work that way, does it? True. I mean, I, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I'm 5'11", 185. All I'm missing is a workout plan, uh, skating ability, you know, work ethic, coaching, yeah, a shot, yeah. anything. And then I'd be on the Jets, you know. So, so, so there have to be some other little pieces around that, what you're good at. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You have to. So that's interesting. You have a bit of a support group, though. Like you said, your parent, yeah. your parents super supportive of you. Right. And and, yeah. and and you see that great role model from dad and just the support of was there ever a sense that you're not going to university? You might not go to university or no, that was just this is what we do. Oh, well, honestly, because because I'm an electrical engineer and I mean, I broke my father's heart when, you know, Alec and everybody went mechanical and I was decent at the mechanical stuff. And I went, ah, no, I like power systems. And um, that came from electronics at nelson mac oh, it was right taught, taught by ray gosling who's yeah i remember the that man guy. oh yeah. yeah yeah and uh 
So there was a point where I said, well, I'll do, I might do electrician. And I mean, there's still a huge need for trades, but at that time was kind of the first sort of first wave of the, the push to get people to go to trades again. So it, it came up, but then the university thing was kind of, again, you're looking at what am I good at? It's like, well, I'm good at school. I got good grades. Let's take a stab at this, you know? Would you say but, your uh, teachers were some role models? Because I know some people like uh, a teacher will say, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you go into this type of field? Or was it more just uh, your dad was in the field and you kind of picked your career yourself? Um, honestly, yeah, no, teachers played a massive part. Um, the the thing with my dad is, and you know, I know a lot of people go through this. It's like, yeah, you have respect for your parents. You they inspire you in ways, but at the end of the day, you're trying to do what you want to do. You don't want that to be the reason. Um, my physics teacher, he's still there. Uh, Mr. Spider. Um, yeah, Gosling, like all of them just sort of mirrored my passion, maybe not the right word, but my excitement for what they were teaching. So then if you're talking to them and all of a sudden you're in a conversation about the matter, subject matter, it's really that simple. And they start to see, um, what you like to do. And so Mr. Spicer was really early. He was like, yeah, okay, you're going into engineering, you know, great. So he's the physics teacher. And, um, I got along great with my teachers. That was the one good thing about Nelson. It's a small school. So, you know, it's really easy to build good relationships with your teachers if you want to, or bad relationships, I guess. <laughs> also, also easy to do. Well, and, and that's the great advantage of a small school too, right? Right. There's less 100%. people. To, there's less people to compete with for the governor general award. <laughs> well, and it, and you know, I appreciate you hyping that up. But you know, if you ask, uh, if if you were to ask all the other governor generals I went into school with, I wasn't close on points. <laughs> well, big, listen, big schools go to the so, tenth so decimal. That, was that part of a strategic plan? You could have gone to Glenlawn or Dakota. What are these? Uh, it it honestly it came up. Uh, to go to UW or going on. And, and the reality is I live five minutes from Nelson and all my friends were there. It just know? made sense. Like it's not all about, yeah. every, you know, Yeah, it's success. with your buddies, right? It's, it's with your buddies. In high school, what's the important of high school? Like one of the neat things about you and my son and you and your entourage all around you, your your group, what a support group you have there. And what a group of folks who get together and and just feel close and connected and talk about how important that is to you and how important that high school experience was in nurturing that. And then it continued into university with, yeah. with you guys, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I think it has to be the most important thing, like who you surround yourself with, you know, and your son was one of my friends. I moved into the neighborhood when I was um, 12, which is a really tough, I, I always joke, I'm lucky I I got there just in time because that's a weird time to uh, join a new crew. And um, yeah, so your son I never actually went to school with, but in the neighborhood, um, instant friends. Uh, and then throughout high school, it's like you have your classes, you have what you, you're trying to achieve, but it's really about building uh, your your social skills, really. Like, that's the true piece. Like, you need to do school. You need to excel at school and, and you know, really take the time. But at the end of the day, you're, 
if you don't have your your friends with you, then what's it gets boring quick, right? So yeah, all the way out. And then university, I mean, gets at points completely like will really drag your mental health through the dirt. So you got to have friends in the trenches, you know, so study sessions, all that, all that cliche, it's valuable. Well, the engineering life is a, is a crazy life there. And I witnessed it firsthand. Like there was times when, uh, for example, my son Alec was, what was he taking? Thermal dynamics or something? Yeah, like, sounds right. Like that course was, that course was hell. Like there were times when I'd just be sliding food under his door. Like that was, <laughs> yeah. that was, I couldn't believe how hard that course was uh, and how hard some of the courses were. But did you have that kind of work ethic where I'm just going to get this? Because kids drop out of engineering. Once they get into some of that math and some of that heavy math, holy smokes, kids drop out of there. What was it in you? Like what, and I saw it in my, in my son too. What spark allowed you to go 30 hours without opening your door? And studying this crap yeah no it's a good question I mean uh, uh, yeah the you know you have the first direct entry whatever and then you'll notice by year three that's when you don't see the guys that you saw in the first year um for me like really I was all like I just ex excelled at school and like what it is and this sounds this sounds bad but when you're drowning you know, and you have five courses and they're all too much work. Uh, you got labs, all this other stuff. That's the other thing is they take up your free time, like what would normally be free time, right? Um, it's just about getting the next thing done. <laughs> and, you know, it's about time management and all that. And, and the penalty of that is that maybe you don't absorb or learn as much as you'd want. But some days it's about getting through it, you know. Um, so this yeah, the spark for me is always, and to, and to this day, um, I'm good under pressure, which you'd rather be good all the time, but, you know, and then, and then so. But you also learn how to be good under pressure, right? Right. Like, and, right. and that's where, uh, when you're taking the hard courses and the tough courses and engineering, yeah. I just thought it was pressure after pressure after pressure. And it, and it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, though, it, it, one thing I wish I learned early is to be cool, to be cool under pressure. Like it's not the end of the world. Really. What's the worst that happens? You fail a course. Okay. You know, like that is the worst thing that happens. And then you have a decision, you can retake it or do something else. Um, it, letting, letting, you know, an anxiety, not to use a word lightly, but anxiety, letting all those things kind of drive you out of, what you're trying to do, it doesn't help. So you get, you really got to put things in perspective early, which is impossible to do when you're yeah, drowning yeah. in it. Right. Yes. But I, it's easier to look back and go, ah, it was school. Like but, there was no, so I didn't it, have a mortgage to pay on that. Yes, you know, exactly. Like, and you're coming home and the yeah. meals are there. I just open the fridge. Yeah. I have this recurring image of all my children just walking in all the time. Hi, uh, hi, Dad. And then the first thing they do is open the fridge and just stare at it. Like, oh, look at this cornucopia of possibility in here for me. Oh, yeah. And they just, there's nothing I can't make that isn't gone by midnight. Because yeah. you, you guys like, and that's what you did, right? So that was a well, beautiful I know you thing, having well that there. support. I know yeah. that. I know, we always did. <laughs> we're, we're telling, Alec is always coming over now just saying, whenever he pops in, he opens the fridge. I said, what do you think you're doing? 
that that's over. You live somewhere else now. And he goes, no, no, no. And of course, I always invite him to take whatever he wants. He's got a oh, doggy God. bag every time he goes home. Would anyway. you say, um, like when you were in uni, and uh, I like how you use the word drowning. Yes. Um, would you say that was worse than how you work now? Because I've heard that a lot of the learning part and knowing the formulas and all of that fancy stuff is a lot harder than when you're actually in the workforce and you're doing it regularly. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's, it's designed to be worse. You know, it's designed <laughs> to really just test your ability to learn quickly. And that's what work is, you know? So you get into jams at work. Like I've been in jams where it's worse than anything that happened with uni, but it's more, again, it's, it's dealing with the gravity of it. And then once you wrap your head around it, like, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's all humans. You know, we could, we have a schedule and a scope and whatever we need to deliver, but it'll get done, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in school though, it's like deadlines, that's real life, but deadlines move in real life. They don't move much with school, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's designed to grind you down early, especially a lot of programs ha will have like a certain semester that the way it's stacked up. So for ours, it's always year three. You know, and if you get through that, then you're into year four and five, just cruise on out of there, you know. Yeah. And well, talk about that cruise on out of there. You, well, you, you, so you got out of there with your Bachelor of Science in the 2017, is that correct? That's correct. So lots of people, when they take these types of courses, they don't necessarily know exactly where they're going to go with this certificate. They, they have it now. They have that Bachelor, but then they'll go end up, let's say, working in a coffee shop for, for a few months, apply at some places, not get in, continue working at the coffee shops. That's a big problem still to this day. So how did you get your start? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely a big problem. I mean, it, it again goes back to that kind of fourth piece. Like you could have the skills, the values, and the, the, the need, the want to do it. But if there's no market for it, you're in trouble. Um, but yeah, like for me, I'm lucky that engineering's a solid market. It's just it's never been one to uh, you know fall apart, even even in in times of global economic hardship. I mean, I, you know, so so I got my start as a summer student actually in 2014 at uh, was previously Teshmont. Now I'm Stantec. Uh, we were acquired in 2020. So. Yeah, I mean, I worked at the Gold Eyes Park throughout high school, and then um, you know, me and Anno love baseball. We share that. Um, so, what does but, engineering have to do with baseball? That's my question. <laughs> there you go. Now, that's, that's now, the it. now, yeah. now, this is the humanity of who he is. It's Here not, we it's go. Not just like about this. a degree. That's a good question. I gotta yeah. actually. Think, I'm gonna think about that while I answer your other question. Sure. Um, yeah. So once you know, you, lucky there's co-op positions. I mean, co-op positions exist in other markets, right? So that's something you now, should. No, just so you know, a co-op. You know what a co-op is, you guys? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, a a co-op yeah. is just an internship at the university. Oh. Okay. And you apply for them. At yeah. the university. Yeah, the university offers co-ops. So well, some faculties yeah. do. Engineering does. Mm. Right. Well, there's both. There's both. There's you can do an academic thing where you're with a professor. Um, you know, throughout the summer. And then the co-op programs there is designed to bring employers and students together. But Would you say it's kind of like a job shadowing? No. Yeah, it's, it's like bigger. a, it's, it's bigger. literally, bigger. Um, it's literally like a, almost like a 
they pay you. I don't you. even know what you call it. It's You're just paid. they bring it's them so together, job right? Shadowing, but being paid. It's it's more internship. Job shadows are kind of small, right? And you follow yeah, yeah. and you won't do much. You you shadow, mm. you watch and observe. You you can do a yeah. little bit. But a co-op is you're paid. Yeah, yeah you get paid. paid and you're working yeah. in the summer. So you're paying for your education. And and mm. and the engineering faculty has a co-op coordinator there who sets up a lot of partnerships and such. So you applied for some and got some. Well, I soon then this is the second part. Um actually I went in the co-op program then didn't end up needing it. Um I had a connection uh, with my current president sitting over there. Um, and basically my mom had done recruiting for them and asked this. So this is sounds like, okay, you know, who do you know? But then she asked, uh, would you be hiring any summer students? And he said, no, <laughs> that we're not. And, uh, but he can come apply and interview. And it was somewhat rigorous. Like it was two interviews and uh, you know, got it. And then, so now I'm in, uh, it didn't need to be that rigorous. It's just that's how it went for me. You know, the co-op program, um, the first step is that the company actually wants to hire her summer students. So that's that's good. Or an intern for longer. That They have eight months, 16 months. You know, you put off school and, and prioritize that. Um, but I can't stress that enough. You know, put off school for something like that if you can. And then you enjoy it because it's it's you're getting paid during school. You're learning in an environment where it's designed just for you to learn. You know, they're all they care about is you be there and learn and enjoy your time. And then if they like you and you like them, maybe you'll work thereafter, like I did, right? So it's a it's a generated kind of safe zone to, as we were saying, to kind of cruise on out, right? But uh, you know, to your point, Andre, it's not every market's like that. You know, it could be a lot harder to kind of figure out what the next move is. Um, but that's where you gotta you gotta meet people who are doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I always talk about it as um, when you you have to go into the experience. Like you gravitate towards certain things, right? Because you want to. You wouldn't right. be there if you didn't want to. Sometimes you're pushed into an experience and you kind of back out. It never works out, right? But you gravitate towards it and then things stick to you about that experience, right? They kind of stick and you think, oh, I like this part. You don't like every experience and they're not all great, right? Right. But things stick to you and you get this deeper sense of here's what I want to move towards. Here's what I want to find. And every piece that sticks to you helps to complete this jigsaw of what would be your right place and the fit. And we do that through life. I'll be doing yeah. that on my deathbed. I got one more place I got to check out, <laughs> you know? But well, and, that, and that's the thing, like, you know, you, you, you set up these, there's these big milestones, you know, high school, post-secondary, career job, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not, uh, life's fluid. It's, uh, you can change on the fly. Um, you, and it's scary, it's terrifying. And if you have commitments, not the easiest and, best thing to do but you're ever changing like you know cj and andre even being here and you're clearly excel at broadcasting it's like you may look back what? on this and say wow <laughs> nothing really came of that but i enjoyed it or you may look back and say well so and so saw that i did this and then they gave me this opportunity blah 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 blah, blah. you know it's you can't predict well at the, all but the beauty of what you're saying and, and cj and Andre, the beauty of what you're saying is that gold eye experience 
huge. was absolutely huge for you being in front of us right now having this conversation mm -hmm. because it built skills in you you don't even know you have and you're having so much fun doing it and you loved it i bet you yeah, oh, yeah. it. and the stuff that stuck to you from that experience are there others like that one that kind of stuck to you well yeah i mean i can go and i can go into that i mean I, I think it was incredibly important that that i started in the loading dock and loading dock is literally hey so and so needs x amount of pop beer whatever take it out of the fridge put it up there that's it you do that all game and uh then you know i was offered the person above me was going to take a different job upstairs so he said do you want to be the manager and so you know what i mean like it was just you what's it's going not, through your head it's Are... a mini success but then yes. it's also really just what happens like if you excel at what yes. you do and know people yes. And that's pretty cool. So you weren't on top of the dugouts going, hey, yay, yay, go, go, and, no, and dancing. No, I so, dodged that one. Because, well, but, uh, no, that uh, would have been great because I, I wanted to see you get up and give us one of the dance moves from there because well, that was always good. You know, I, I think I was initially in that, like, group to, to interview for that, which I honestly wouldn't have mind doing. I, I like jumping up. As Anno knows, I was the oh, mascot. Some of them are great and some of them are so lame, right? How does how does some people get on those things? They're just kind of half clapping. Do I, have, hey. do I have to be here? And then there's other ones doing, you know, triple axles up there and it's, oh, yeah, it's amazing. Going right? You need bodies. Sometimes <laughs> they just need bodies, right? Or, or Red That's... Bull. I don't know what they need. But yeah, sometimes... they probably drink energy drinks or something. <laughs> it's well, great. I know. I'll tell you a fun one. Uh, Goldie at least when I worked there, he had a, a, a weight, like a wakeboarding vest that he would keep in the freezer and put it on right on his skin and then put the thing back on. And you're looking, you're like, this guy's going to have a heart attack, but <laughs> well, it's plus 40 out oh, and he's back in an uh, hour yeah. to grab a new vest. Mm -hmm. Wow. So talking about all these experiences, we haven't really touched on your actual job as an yeah, engineer. Sure. So yeah. um, what would you say you do as an engineer? Because that's kind of a broad term. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, engineering's incredibly broad. I mean, I'll start with, I mean, consulting. So consulting is truly you're just uh, finding people with expertise and then trying to sell their expertise. That's it. You know, we don't make widgets. We don't make anything. Uh, there's no profit margin on, you know, any manufacturing, anything like that, construction. So um, that's where I'm at now. The, so is, you have so is, is this lawyer-like, billable hours kind of thing? Yeah, okay. it's very. it can okay. be lawyer-like okay. for sure. Uh, reimbursable work, non-reimbursable work, yeah, all that. Um, and especially, so I were, being with Stantec is a very big corporation, um, uh, 22,000 people wide, you know, publicly traded company. So there's a corporate governance aspect to it. But anywhere you work is going to have a certain set of rules to follow by. Um so then my actual job uh, is kind of all over the place, right? You know, you, you enter a field, but with consulting, you got to go where the work is. So I've done power system studies, uh, you know, using software. I've automated those studies with programming. Um, and then now I've, that's that's kind of the first step mostly and then there's a design aspect too that's a separate field and i uh design and program uh 
automation systems for what for, is an automation systems because yeah. that sounds very complicated i have to i have to admit i read your linkedin and i started reading the uh, the descriptions and i got a bit lost with words <laughs> like apparatus various <laughs> pcm well, devices i'm not too familiar so all the fancy words all the fancy you, words yeah and you you gotta remember There's so much to learn uh, yeah. you gotta remember andre that's that's for the the recruiters that trolling that page you yeah. know <laughs> they get they get it they, they get, get that excited word. from those words don't they <laughs> yeah they get the word from their client and yeah, then yeah they start going you know my mother's a recruiter for uh stem psych engineering so she's funny she'll always ask me what's this acronym mean and engineers <laughs> just love to throw out acronyms well but but to be fair to every profession there's a certain vernacular to every profession right and everyone right. you speak a different language and i like that you said that andre because every to be good at your profession, you need to speak the language of that profession. True. And when you're being recruited or you're in an interview, you need you need to know the acronyms and the terms. And your resume has to be full of those things too, that only a certain audience will understand. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And it's also just vernacular you pick up doing what you do, you know. So to me, it's yeah. funny because it doesn't seem that odd. But I actually just pulled it up here. You're right. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty thick with... Kind of, yeah. So basically, though, you know, everything these days is controlled by a computer in one way or another, either either to actually make it function or or just to get data out of it. So, um, I I use. Why am I having trouble saying this? I, I well, uh, well, you're just kind of, and, well, you're just using all those big words because you're full, well, no, I mean, because you're full of yourself. <laughs> well, you like using words. I, 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 I use big words. I use big this. words with these guys, and I walk out of here feeling like I'm on cloud it's nine. True. You know, it's true. Go. I could just fluff it, but effectively, <laughs> effectively, you know, to explain oh, it more simply. What? Look at this. What hold is on, it? wait. I got something. Hold on. See this guy back here. The, yeah. the frame, the yeah. rack yeah. back there. There you go. It's a real background. So, <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, okay. so, so that that thing's just, it's our test rack, you know, and so it's got a bunch of different computer boxes. They all serve a different function. They all got to talk to each other. They all got to uh, do what they got to do and report back to the other one, and that's it. And it's all in, in the, the control of uh, power systems, like distribution stations, stuff like that. Um, you know, the, it's it's really just a lot of programming and a lot of uh, kind of dealing with suppliers and contractors and making sure everyone's on the same page. But so, it, so you're again, really a project manager as well, too. Big project management piece, right? Huge. There, yeah, there is. Like, I'm not officially one, but I've I've also have some other streams of of uh, business for us where there's not we're a global company so the project manager will be on the other side literally the other side of the world in this case was australia so then on our end you know i'm doing the work and kind of handling all the the correspondence on our end so i'm not officially the project manager but yeah you yeah. you want to figure that out and that's early one of the, on and, and there are some skills and I, you you made a good point about professions like engineering computer programming these are ones that will always find work I think the project managers will too. I think the accountants mm -hmm. will too. The logistics and supply chain people. There's certain professions now that the new digital and information age demands of people, the movement of goods, the movement of ideas, the movements of thoughts. And I, I think you're right into that. Like 
Is, is, yeah. Is, is that the way you see the world now? It's, it's not just a product in your own little world now. It's a global, you talked about Australia. What time are you getting up in the morning to connect with an Australian client or, or colleague? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. it. It would go, sometimes I'd get up at six and it'd be 7 PM there. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that's the one, one thing where consulting kind of sticks out over maybe manufacturing and well, construction can go like this too, if it goes out of yes. hand, but yes. you know, you gotta be ready to kind of take, take on weird things like that where you got to work late or work early or whatever but then the uh, then you get the flexibility on the other days you know it goes hand in hand well, um, well speaking of yeah. weird speaking of weird um yeah we're, we're gonna have to start doing something called uh, a little feature we have and it honestly right. honestly it's been lame over over the last he secretly loves it but I, I secretly love the lameness of it. I love things that are lame because there's always great possibility in lame. When you get it right, there's nothing to do. So we continue to get it wrong. And it's called quick cues. Quick cues. Perfect. And so Andre is going to ask some questions. And the deal is, I'm going to go with the rules because my lovely co-hosts <laughs> don't get the rule. Well, don't, allow, don't allow Ryan to explain further. Cut no. him off and just say... Choose. I'm ready. One I won't ready. cheat. This guy's ready to rock. Yeah, Andre, if, he, if he can, if he thinks too long about a question, just skip it and go to the next one. Oh, I sure will. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we are. Let, Quick let, use. Let's get started. So, tell me, dog or cat person? Dog. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. What do you put on toast? Peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Favorite fall activity? Ooh. Oh, that's our, uh, baseball. Next one. Next one. one. Yeah, messy or tidy desk. You just have to look, don't you? Oh, uh, messy for messy. sure. Star Wars or Star Trek? Like Wars. Star I like it. No, what is it? Star, Star Wars or Star Trek? Okay, Pick one. Wars. Okay. Okay, pronounce D-A-T-A. Oh, you're going to kill me. D data. Data? Data. I do both. <laughs> you have to choose one. <laughs> no, I literally do both. That's a weird thing I have. Okay. Starbucks or Tim's? Uh, Tim's. Yay. Favorite social media? Uh, Twitter, but I'm off of it. Texting or phone calls? Texting. Indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Strawberry or raspberry jam? Ooh, raspberry. Favorite genre of music? Ooh, oh man, rock! I like rock. Rock, yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm on you with that. Uh, this well, is a very I, important question. Toilet paper, over or under? Over and under makes no sense. Oh, I know. I'm going long on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Morning or night? <laughs> uh, night. Do you believe in ghosts? E yeah. You name your favorite podcast. This one. Whoa! Yes! That is correct. Can you can you believe our opening guest didn't say that? Yeah, he was going through. I listen, I listen to a Ronaldo part. What? Stop! We get out. And he was very serious about it too. I know. I was really. He's like, like a, he this is the first, but second anyway, we will never man. invite him back. Yeah. Never. He's done. <laughs> he was not denying it at all. Anyway, hey, that was fun. Can you give us last thing right now? If you yeah. were, if you were in a grade eleven class, as and you're walking in, you're looking at all these grade elevens in the pews. What what cheap piece of advice would you give them about making your way? Just figure out what you're going to do today 
and figure out how that's going to help you build into something you like to do. Don't be afraid of failure. It's there's no such thing. You you can find something else to do if you fail. It truly. I was terrified of failure um, for a long time until I had a you know kind of a slip up. Not necessarily my fault. Some of my fault. Some other people's fault. But a weird a weird thing go really sideways at work. And guess what? Just handled it. No one cared. No one got hurt. You know. Th- do not be afraid of failure. I like that. Try things. That's an awesome t shirt worthy. T shirt worthy, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah, be afraid yeah, of failure. Because these two co hosts I work with fail all the time. Wow. <laughs> well, I love that. It's, it's often a little disappointing, actually. Uh, but it's all about, I, I, I love that. And it's all about, you know, failing's good and learn, learn fast. Fail fast, learn fast. That's the and, second piece. That's yeah. probably the. Yeah, the piece. Fail fast, learn fast. Because sometimes some kids jump on those lean mantras, you know, the lean startup mantras. Fail, fail (laughs) often, fail fast. No, 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 no. Don't do that over and over again. That's not going to. Yeah, I'm not giving you the the Gary V. That's right. I'm not giving you either. You do not want to fail too often. That's silly. That makes no sense. I know. I know. Hey, hey, you know what? (laughs) The learning's everything. You know what? What fun this has been. I hope you had some fun, Ryan. I had great fun. I'm sorry if I rambled quite a bit. You no, know, we want the ramble. Great, we great enjoy the ramble. Some... You know, and you know, when 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 you're gone, we'll make fun of you on that part. Yeah, It'll, <laughs> that's, that's just what we do behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, we'll make a lot of fun. And you know what? I want to make sure before we leave, we thank. We have a production crew here, Ryan. In we're in a studio here, and behind that space that you can't see, that I'm, I'm pointing like this behind this <laughs> giant space. There's a broadcast room. There's people in by monitors. There are 1968 Star Trek, you know, trans, transporter lighting buttons lighting up and things like that. And it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool what they do here. So I appreciate them contributing to this podcast and helping to make this as as professional as it is. And I I appreciate you two all the time. You're just uh, you're you're freaking me out. You're getting so good. Honestly, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to say they don't need this magnificent. Kick out the host. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Two co-hosts only. Anyway. Take, take the gear. <laughs> anyway, hey, I appreciate you being here. Thanks, everybody, and that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. <laughs> <laughs>